Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast. Today we are talking about being single in a hookup culture. And again, we just encourage you, please leave some reviews for us on Spotify, iTunes, so we can get the word out there. We really want to impact as many people as possible. So we thank you for your support and all that you're doing with that and listening and spreading the word about this podcast. So thanks. So singles and what it's like to live in this culture as that we're in right now. It's a different world, isn't it? I mean, we have so many different aspects to being single uh, that either can aid in it for sure, but uh, as far as meeting people, but often there's a lot of unhealthy aspects to this for sure. Being single, I mean, for myself, there always was this desire to be with somebody. And that's no different for those of you out there that are single too. I know that we all have that desire. If you want to be married, you want, you want to be with somebody. But there for sure is this pressure that's put on singles, isn't there? Uh, this And there's a normalization too in our society that, you know, hooking up and being with multiple people that's a normal thing. That seems to be the rite of passage for singles nowadays to eventually move towards marriage. And we think that's what we have to do, right? We have to have as many experiences with as many different kinds of people so that when we get married, well, now we're, we're practiced. We're, we're able to be yeah. married now because we, we've had enough experiences and lived enough, lived enough life. So now we're ready. And that's the mentality we've had. And also this idea that if you're single, well, you got to get away from that, right? You got to be with somebody. And, you know, we see that in movies, we see that in TV shows, whatever else, music. That's really what's being pushed is this idea that if you're single, you're, you're second class, right? You're, there's something either 
not right with you in the moment or it's you're in a season where you have to get out of that season you know you got to be with somebody you have to have a boyfriend you have to have a girlfriend and eventually you got to be married that's that's the pedestal that we've we're chasing after right this is what we're looking for and i don't know matt like <laughs> like what are you seeing nowadays for singles i mean there's a lot of things out there that that make it challenging right it's it's a different world yeah it's funny you mentioned movies i'm just thinking of of a storyline like as you're talking i'm like what what would a movie be like if the storyline was that hey okay, there's a single person and they just say no to everybody in the end the movie single and <laughs> <laughs> like there's no love story and they just reject everybody that wants to be in a relationship with them like i've never seen a movie like that no it's funny that you mentioned movies because it's it's just true like it's pushed right like you gotta be in a relationship get somebody and you know what like god put a desire in us to connect and to have love and to have relationships so yeah. that's a good thing but i mean if we're single we can be okay like it's not it's yeah. not like there's something wrong with us necessarily but like it's okay and and i mean god has different plans for everybody and even in the bible like the what Paul says is so contrary to what we think in the world. He's like, man, I wish everybody was single. Right. Like yeah. the world wouldn't really last that long if if everybody was single, and didn't get married, didn't reproduce, but, but we wouldn't be here. But the reality is that mindset, that understanding, like there's more to this world than being in a relationship. That's what Paul's saying. He's like, I want you guys to be so focused on the gospel, on God, on relationship with God, on spreading the word, on like witnessing to people. He's like, I want that to be the number one focus. So marriage like relationships that just gets in the way of that right yeah, yeah. and so it's just that understanding like even when we do get in a relationship or in a marriage that still has to be our focus so get that right but in this world there's so much pressure like you're saying Braden, on on people to uh to connect and to hook up and to be in relationship and and yeah you're not second class if you're single but i had this guy come to me and he was like a really good representation of of the culture of the world and even how Christians are affected by it because he was about 23 and he was telling me that in his circle of friends some were Christian some were not Christian but he was the only virgin and so he was telling me this and he was like he's like you know like in my, in the circle of friends that I have like everybody is hooked up with people people have girlfriends and I'm the only uh, like virgin and then he like whispered when he, <laughs> he said virgin yeah. and I was like dude like why are you embarrassed about that like you should be so proud of yourself that you're staying pure that you're holding that out to marriage that that's been something that you haven't engaged into because there's so much destruction that leads into that right yeah. and, uh, and and around the same time I remember I was working out at the gym and there was this guy who was talking to me he was just a stranger and we were getting ready to go out we were in the change room and and he was he was telling me that you know at his work at a restaurant he's just like inundated with the visuals of all the the women that he works with and right. describing what they look like to me and all this stuff and and he was like you know like I haven't I haven't been laid in 24 months and he's like I'm just like desperate like I'm like I'm trying to hook up with the people at work I'm trying to go for runs with my shirt off so that people can get attention he's like I'm new to town I don't know people I'm like oh my goodness and so this was one time so then the next week I went back he was talking to me again he's like dude I haven't been I haven't been laid in 24 months and to me it was just this this uh, this normalization like this he, and he was talking to me as a stranger expecting that I would be like oh dude that sucks like shoot he was man looking for some empathy right yeah. exactly <laughs> and it was so funny cuz I was 24 at the time and I looked at him straight in the eyes and I was like dude I haven't been laid in 24 years <laughs> <laughs> he was like what <laughs> and so it was so different to him that literally we stopped our workout for half an hour 
stood in the middle of the gym and he started asking me why. He started asking me questions about the Bible. Like, isn't the Bible old? Like, isn't it ancient? And I was able to talk to him. He ended up coming to church with me multiple times. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he gave his life to the Lord or what, but we kind of lost touch. But he at least had that seed and like talked to somebody who wasn't embarrassed, wasn't whispering the word virgin, right? Because I, the way that I grew up, the way that I was raised, my parents were like, this is for marriage. And they, they just like made that normal to me. And so growing up then in hockey, in junior hockey, guys would make fun of me and, and you know, tell me that I should masturbate more or look at girls or whatever. And, and I remember there was this, we were, we were on the road lots in hockey and, and um, staying in hotels and there, there was this card and I've seen it a few times since. It's called the Ving card, like when you get a key to your, to your hotel that, to open your door. Mm-hmm. It's like that, it kind of looks like a credit card, right? And so on it, like the brand of card is a Ving card, V-I-N-G card, it says. And so I remember my teammate one time, he took that card. It was at a morning breakfast at the hotel before we went to the rink for practice. And he scratched out ING so that all it says was V card representing virginity. And he gave it to me in front of the whole team because he was like, Glider, you're the only virgin on this team, right? (laughs) I don't know if that was true, but that's what, I mean, guys were lying. Nobody would say they were a virgin except for me. but, But I remember he was trying to make fun of me. I literally kept that card in my wallet for years. I was like, I'm going to give this. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to give this to my wife on the wedding night. And then I lost the card and I was kind of sad. I didn't know where it went. So it didn't end up happening. But, but there's this pressure in this world of like, there's something wrong with you if you're a virgin or if you're single or not hooking up. And I just want to tell you, like, be proud of yourself if you're in that situation, because if you're, if you're not engaged in all this, in this hookup culture and hooking up with people, you're keeping something so special and so valuable for yourself, for God, and for your future spouse. And and you don't have to be embarrassed about that. You'd mm-hmm. be proud that you're standing out. You'd be so thankful that you're not engaged in this thing that can so destroy your soul. That's right. And really, you are swimming against the stream, though, if, if that's going to be your approach. And we encourage you. That should be your approach. Now, Matt shared his story. He was proud of that. I had a different story. I mean, I, I, there was a period of my life where I wasn't following Jesus and I was living what the world was telling me was the right way. Now, I'm so thankful. I was a virgin on my wedding night with my wife, but that wasn't for a lack of trying. You know, I just <laughs> right. I wasn't very good at it. And uh, I'm thankful that I, I wasn't. I really am. Uh, I was protected for sure. <laughs> but one of the things that happens for us when, when all these this, this idea uh, that is, is normalized that we need to be with somebody, we need to... Um, sleep with multiple people and have multiple experiences that that's the source of um, kind of our, our our goal anyway or source of our happiness what happens is is we start to misunderstand what God's plan is for us in regards to our sexuality as singles when we normalize some of these things we start to adopt adopt some of the ideas and mindsets even if you're a Christ follower you'll have this mindset that start with the physical and that's how I connect with somebody before I build any kind of friendship or any kind of emotional connection to them. I'm going to go physical first. And when you do that, really, you're buying into this normalization. And what occurs then is you start just living the same way that other people are. And you think you don't really think anything of it. And it's damaging for you. It really is. And I know it's difficult because there is this idea of FOMO out there. I mean, FOMO affects so many different aspects of our life. For those of you who don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. F-O-M-O. F-O-M-O. And we get this in the world we're in because, yeah, we're so integrated with each other on a level on social media. And we see the way that people are living and we see the lives that that, um, are being presented. But that's not, we're only seeing one aspect of it. 
And the same thing is true when we deal with our sexuality and, and relationships too. We only see one component of it. I mean, when I was a single guy, I didn't really have a girlfriend. I never did. I mean, that wasn't, like I said, for the lack of trying. But I had friends that were sleeping around that were good at bedding women, so to speak, right? And it wasn't something that I, I didn't really see the other aspect of it. You know, I thought this is what I need. But deep down, I'm like, that's not really what I want, though. You know, I, I see that this is what my friends are doing and they talk about their conquests and they talk about how great this seems. But then I got to see little snippets here and there of, of the sadness they had, of the, the frustration they had with not being able to really have anything meaningful in their life. And they wouldn't have said it that way, but I could see little aspects of that and I saw that this isn't really what I want. But when you're in a society and a culture that says this is normal, you think that's what you got to do. Right? You, you don't really understand why you wouldn't want to do that. And it really, it's built up on lies that, hey, being with somebody is the key to your life. And well, you talked about this man night before, but it's like codependent understanding with relationships. And if you don't know what codependency is, it's not healthy. Codependency is not healthy. And if we take that approach with our relationships, really what that means is somebody else is the source of my happiness. Somebody else is a source of my contentedness. Somebody else is the key to what I'm looking for in my life. And you know what though? Matt and I are both married. We understand very much that our, wife, our wives aid in our happiness, but they are not the source of our happiness. They aren't. God is. If we don't get that, we're always going to be looking for that next, the next person. Because you, you, you're dating somebody and they just don't match up. They're not meeting that need for you. So you don't feel happy. So you think, oh, okay, I'm just with the wrong person. So you skip and jump to the next person over and over again. You skip to the next sexual interaction with somebody thinking that that's going to be the source of your happiness or what you're looking for to get that itch scratched and it doesn't do it. So we've actually put marriage and sometimes having a relationship as our pedestal. It's kind of like an idol for us, right? And we want to tell you that we love marriage. Marriage is a great thing, but marriage isn't the end all be all for you. It really isn't. It's, it's not the thing that's going to be the key to your happiness in life. It can definitely add to your life for sure. But if you don't get this now when you're single, you know, you're going to be jumping around like a lot of people in our culture are doing from bed to bed or relationship to relationship. And you're just not going to find what you're looking for. And that's where that FOMO comes in. You have to understand that you're not missing out. Like Matt was talking about, right? Like you were proud of the fact that you had this V card, right? Yeah. And that you understood you weren't missing out. You saw what all the other guys are doing and you're like, that's not what I want. And you understood that's not a good thing for you. So when we're single, sometimes our goals can be wrong, right? You think, I got to be with somebody. Being with someone is my answer. You know, I need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. I look what my friends have and that's what I want. And I think that's what I want. And so I'm going to do everything I can to be with somebody and escape my singleness. But we're not connecting with God then. We think, well, that's that's a secondary thing. But really the key to our, 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 and our source of our happiness is being connected to God and being content right now where you are as a single. And I know that sounds hard. You're single right now. You're like, what are you talking about? You're married. You have no idea. Well, I was single too once, okay? And I get this. And I'm not going to be the one to say I had it all figured out. But I did get the fact that I had to be content with where I was first. Because if I'm looking to my wife or my spouse as a source of my happiness, I'm going to get disappointed pretty quick because they're an imperfect person like I'm an imperfect person. They can add to my happiness, but they will never be the source of my happiness. Yeah, it's a really scary thing to be in that frame of mind where you're like desperate going from one person then to the next and then find your spouse like to never have that time where you're just happy being single or content with where you're at 
man, that's a recipe for disaster. There's a survey. I mean, there's been lots of research on this, but the National Survey for Family Growth in America say that women with 10 or more partners were the most likely to divorce, but women with only zero to one partners were the least likely to divorce. And it's the same for men. I don't know the exact numbers for men, but, but the trend and the principle is the same. And the the reason is because when you're going from person to person to person, like Brad and saying, you're thinking that's the source of your happiness. And then you get married and you're like, oh, now I only have one person. What if there's troubles? Then you go to another person, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that's been your habit. You, you've never learned how to be, be okay, like how to be content and how to value just the one person that you're with because it's not about valuing the one person that you're with. It's about getting what you think you want or that you think you need. And it's just so destructive. So... I know even for me when I was single, like I, I, I didn't hook up like this, but I always wanted to date. And when I was 26, just before I was 27, was really the only time that I can look at and say, you know what? I was totally happy being single. There was about a two month period, January, February, when I was, you know, just before I was 27. I was like, I literally was like, if, if someone came to me to date, I would be, I would say no. Like mm-hmm. it was the only time ever. But it was funny because in that time is exactly when God brought Louise to me when I got my wife. And so I think God was waiting for me to be like, dude, chill, like be okay being single. Don't just continually have your eye looking around. Just who can I date? Who can I date? And when he was like, okay, like now Matt's okay. Like he's content. Now he's like, okay, now I'm going to bless him with a wife. So I think that attitude of like being desperate for different people to hook up with different people and always looking around. I mean, I'm not saying you have to always just be okay being single and then you're gonna get your wife i'm not saying that but it happens a lot actually i'm not the only person i've had i've heard that from lots of other people and part of it is that you you want to develop a respect for people and i've been around i mean obviously in hockey the the culture is just so not healthy it's so bad and so what i learned there but also outside of hockey it's not just in in the hockey culture is that when guys hook up with girls they don't respect the girls they're with no like the way, the way that guys talk about girls afterwards, like when they've left like a week or month later, whatever, and they talk about the girls that they hook up with, like they don't respect them. There's this guy I knew and he was, uh, he's a great guy. Like I really, I love the guy. He's talented. He's, he's, uh, he's got charisma. He's personable. I mean, there's so much, so many good qualities to this guy, but he's fallen into a trap. And so it's so sad because on his heart is so many good things. And he loves women in the sense of like he wants social justice for women. Like he's he he wants equality for women. He's almost like he's almost a feminist, right? Yeah. Like he loves just the value of women. And, and so I knew him for a time, and then I I didn't see him for about a year, and I saw him a year later, and he had started hooking up with all of these girls and falling into this lifestyle and I was like man buddy what are you doing Mm. and he said Matt he's like I need to get my sin out I need to work my sin out before I get married before I like get serious with with doing what God has for me I gotta get this sin out or otherwise it'll drive me crazy I was like bro like you have so much respect for women now you're just abusing them and taking advantage of them you're not respecting them at all and all he would think about when he would meet a new girl was about like getting them in bed right and then he'd feel guilty afterwards i'm like oh bro and he he gave into this mindset of i'm in the hookup culture and now like he's working at restaurants and this is what he's gonna do because in the restaurant world it's the same thing where it's just that's that's what people do so he gave into it rather than being proud and standing strong and in actually respecting women and actually standing up for them when guys hook up with girls they don't respect the women but 
what guys do respect is is guys who don't take advantage of girls. And guys also respect women who stand up for themselves. And they might think like, oh man, that person, like they might talk negatively about them. But when you actually get one-on-one with a, with a guy, talking about a girl who won't just sleep around, there's respect there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it time and time and time again. And and I remember it was kind of funny and my wife laughs at me about this because when I when I got told about my wife, so our kind of brief story is we got told about each other by a mutual friend that we should meet. And but the the Lord had just told me that he didn't want me to date for a certain amount of time. And so I was putting it off. And and so she knew that. So Louise knew that there was this guy that had been told about her, but who wasn't asking her out. So in my mind, I was like, man, she must be sad. Like she must feel rejected. She must feel like, oh, why isn't this guy asking me out? Does he not think I'm pretty or whatever? Right. And so the first conversation I ever had with her I went out of my way to talk to her for this sole reason. It wasn't to like get to know her, hook her, or hook up with her or anything. It was simply to say to her, "Hey, I don't want you to feel rejected. Um, I, I, I'm just in this time where I don't feel like God is like wanting me to date right now. So that time might come, but I don't want you to feel sad about that." She literally laughed in my face. Was like, "Dude, I'm not sad. Like, I'm good." <laughs> but when she said that, I was like, "Like, it was so attractive to me right. that she wasn't desperate. Like, it literally was one of the thing the things from our first conversation that stood out. I was like, "Man, this girl is like, she's not crying in her bed because she's single. Like, she's good, wow. right?" And so when when a girl stands up for herself and doesn't just give in to guys or give in to the hookup culture, mm-hmm. there's so much respect and honor yeah. for that girl and that she has for herself. And yeah. people will notice that. You know, it's so interesting you share that story because uh, I have a similar story with Kristen. I actually asked her out and she shot me down. And she shot me down because she's like, look, I've been dating other guys for a while. And I just realized I need to really focus on my walk with Christ right now. Right. And it wasn't one of those things that you say like to brush people off. I could tell she was genuine with it. And I really respected that. Like when she told me that, I mean, of course I was sad. I wanted to date her, but I really respected that. And actually we went, we passed our, we parted ways for about a year. And in that year, I'm so thankful actually that she said that then, because that year was such a year of growth for me and it was for her too. But I was content with where I was. I developed good friendships with girls instead of having the, you know, the kind of the, the carrot dangling over my head. Oh, this is a potential, you know, uh, girlfriend. Right. Instead, I just was free from that. I was content in, in who I was and in the relationships I had. And then we came back together, Kristen and I, about a year later, and then we were ready. And we both had gone through this season of being good with where we were. And that was way more attractive when we came together. And I remember what she said to me back then, and I just totally respected it even more. And, you know, so, so like I said, so interesting you said that, because I, I think that's a really key thing is when you're good with who you are in yeah. that moment, instead of being having the desperation, you make better choices. I think when you make choices out of desperation, you date anybody and anyone, right? Like you think that they're the source of something for you. And so you're willing to compromise on a lot of different things because you think this is what you need. And instead of waiting out and, and being good with you, 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 you know, you're, you're making some poor decisions. So we encourage you, you know. If you want to have great sex and have great relationships or have a great relationship in marriage, it really does start now for you. It starts now. That doesn't mean that you go and practice and get good at sex, but the choices you make right now can lead to better sex in, in your future with your spouse. And why we say that, you know, we'll give you some idea of why uh, having that mindset's healthy for you. Because if you take the inverse of that, that you need to, you know, be promiscuous and sleep around, it's going to lead to some really unhealthy patterns for you. 
And you know what happens too? When we sleep with we have multiple partners, we lose our ability to connect with any one person. And we know this in the brain. I mean, you might be thinking, oh, pff, I mean, that's an old wise tale. I mean, what are you talking about? You know what you're talking about. Yes, there's studies done that show in our brains that we have an inability to connect to people when we sleep with multiple partners. It actually creates almost an attachment disorder for us because we're not able to connect. Sex connects us on such a deep level, on an emotional level and on a spiritual and physical level. But we know this in the brain too. Like all these different neurochemicals are released when we have sex with somebody that's designed to bond us to that person. So you can imagine over time, as you're connecting and hooking up with multiple people, you need to increase the behavior over time to get the same reaction, the same kind of feeling of pleasure. Something called CREB, CREB, is released in your brain after a moment of pleasure. What this CREB does, this, this specific protein, is it brings you back down after a pleasurable experience. So after we eat a great meal, it feels good, but then this CREB kicks in and then we come back. Otherwise what would happen is, we would always be staying in the dining room wanting food and food and food because we want that, that pleasure over and over and over again. But Kreb brings us back down. So the problem though when we sleep around is it causes a buildup of Kreb in our brain. So what was once enjoyable to us at one point is now dulled. It doesn't give you that same pleasure that it once did. So you have to increase the behavior over and over again. But you know what happens over time too? Nothing will give you the, the same pleasure that it once did. It really won't. So the different things that give you, you joy and pleasure in life will diminish and dull. And that's what happens when we sleep with multiple people. Eventually, if we live that life and we get married, we have a brain that is not designed to connect with somebody anymore. Because pleasure and the reward center in our brain has completely shifted and changed. Now, if you're thinking, well, there's no hope for me or no, that's not true. Our brain has something called neuroplasticity. It can change with time as we develop better patterns, better behavior. But... That really shoots that idea in a, in a, in a, right through the heart of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I think a lot of singles live that kind of lifestyle, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to just go crazy right now. I'm going to, you know, sow my wild oats, so to speak. I'm just going to do whatever. And then when I get married, I'll suddenly be healthy. And then that life will just go away. And I won't have to think about it anymore. And I'll be healthy. I'll live that Hallmark lifestyle, you know, happily ever after with my spouse. But it doesn't work like that. You know, what you, what happens in Vegas, you bring that with you wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's really true. So you, you need to understand that. What you do now has a, an incredible effect on you in the future. It does. And even with the chemical called called oxytocin, mm-hmm. it's a feel-good chemical and it bonds people. And so what it does is like, say, for example, there's 10 people of the opposite sex in front of you. And, and say, I mean, not to, I don't know if this doesn't sound bad, but just for example's sake, say you think all of them on an attraction level are like a 7 out of 10. But then you marry one of them or you start having sex with one of them. Well, the rest of them become maybe a 6 out of 10. And the one you've been with becomes like a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. And so what oxytocin does is it creates a bond and it changes the way that you see the person because it makes you more attracted to them. But say you've had sex with six of those 10 people. Well, then you're, you're confused. Like the one that you've been with is not special anymore because they're just like everybody else. Yeah and your bond with each of them, it decreases. So now it might not be a nine or a 10 out of 10, might be a seven out of 10 or a five out of 10 or whatever, because it's, they, they don't stand out anymore. And so it's very interesting that the science 
it can be so for our favor if we go with God's design for us. If we just wait till marriage, if we have sex with that one person, if we indulge in the hookup culture, the same science is destructive for us mm -hmm. because it decreases the bond that we have with each person. And it's difficult. We understand nowadays because we are in a culture that really pushes this lifestyle. I mean, with things with Tinder, things like that, apps like that, where we can connect on a bad level, on a sexual level with anybody, anytime, anywhere. Like it's at our fingertips, really. So it's challenging nowadays. It really is, especially if you started to buy into this kind of mentality of, of normalcy that these things have now. And the problem, though, is you're, you're on a very slippery slope and it can be really difficult to come back from. So we want to say, you know, this, let's, let, let's move away from these being normal things to things that we steer away from and then have health uh, in our lives. Um, and that's the thing that we, we should look for and have normalcy in is, is health. Maybe we need to bring a better understanding of what health is and, and educate yourself about what health is specifically first in your walk with Jesus and then understanding what normal means for him, what it means to follow him and move away from the culture's idea of relationships and, and hooking up because it's so easy nowadays to just go the other way. It really is. It's really easy to go that way. And, um, you know, we're seeing this. We're seeing how our culture is being reshaped. Things are being reshaped at a drastic level where maybe we, we're moving away from having any real understanding of what healthy relationships look like. And we're seeing this. Like, I, I don't know, Matt, if you saw, saw these stories, but I, it was recently we, I saw these stories in the news that the chief medical officer in the Maritimes and he, even here in Alberta, they're coming out saying, hey, people wake up. There's an epidemic here of STIs, specifically with gonorrhea and syphilis. They came out and said this, a warning, like, and they, they equated it to the hookup culture. They said this is, they think it's because of the hookup culture. And I would say they're dead on. Like, that's a serious issue. That's an epidemic. Like, every time that you sleep with somebody, you're really rolling the dice here. Right? Like, oh, yeah. And we're going to say, like, if it, this will not only affect you if you get something like this, but it'll affect your future relationships. It really will. So this isn't just about you. This is about your other relationships in the future. So you have to have that mindset too. How can I live now for my spouse? If you want to be married, everything you do right now does have an effect on them. I mean, maybe you've never thought of it that way because you're like, well, it's just me. And what I do right now, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to have a different season of life and then that's going to matter. But no, the, the choices you make now affect you, which affect your future uh, relationships. So have that mindset. I mean, it's even affecting possibility of, of, for your kids, right? Matt, I think you had that one story there, right? The last about five or six years, every single year in California, there's a new record, a new high of STIs and specifically syphilis. And so what syphilis does is it passes through the placenta when mothers are pregnant to their child. And so once that is from 2013 to 2018, the amount of babies who were stillborn, in other words, they were passed away when they were born, quadrupled in five years, the amount of babies that were stillborn quadrupled because they had syphilis that was passed down through the placenta from their mom. Yeah. How sad is that? It's from hookup culture. Yeah. You think I'm just going to go have fun and I'm just going to hook up and I'm just going to, you know, orgasm and have a great time. And, and then a few years later, because of one night that you had, your baby is stillborn and you have that devastation forever. Hmm. You've got syphilis, you've got gonorrhea, you've got genital warts, whatever it is. Yeah. These things that, that, you know, I mean, HIV, like there's different 
effects, but they're all so negative. Like you don't want to have any of them. So, um, so yeah, like it is an epidemic definitely, but we want to encourage you guys. Remember why you're on earth. Remember, it's not just about sex. Our goal here is not to just get off. Like our goal is not to just hook up with people. That is not the primary thing that you were made for. You've got amazing purpose. You've got skills. You've got things that God gave you that he wants to work through. you. You've got works that he's prepared ahead of time for you to do. You've got so many amazing things to do that will bring contentment to your soul, that will bring satisfaction and pleasure to your life, that um, will be stories that you can tell of amazing ways that you, you know, impacted people. There's things that you can do apart from sex that will bring satisfaction. And remember that that's why you're here, that you're here for a greater purpose. When we're focused on sex, because that's everything that our culture talks about, it's so easy to just have that be the first thing that we think about. Oh, I'm bored. I want to hook up with somebody. If that's something that's been in your life, I mean, it's easy to go back to to that. Um, And so we want to encourage you, remember your purpose. Remember why you're here. Remember the Lord and his relationship is is better than you currently have no matter how close you are to him now there's always more and remember be proud of yourself be proud of yourself for staying free from this stuff from not engaging in hookup culture it just makes me think of, of where in the bible it says that we're we're in this world but we're not of it we're passing through we're a citizen of a greater place we're a citizen of heaven we're not of this earth and we don't want um, this to seep into the church but we also even if you're not a believer we don't want it to, to destroy your life and there's so many greater things for you and so be proud if you're saying no to these things be proud if you're standing up if you're not giving into peer pressure we're proud of you and we want you to be proud to the point where you can tell other people why you're doing it tell other people that you're that you're proud of yourself tell other people that you know you're waiting for the one you're waiting for marriage you have such value for yourself you value for other people that you wouldn't engage in this and so yeah we're proud of you if you are living that way if you haven't lived that way man just start today just Mm -hmm. you know pray to god just ask for forgiveness he's got forgiveness for you pray for his strength to make new patterns to make new choices in your life and develop a new way of living and you're going to reap the the rewards and the benefits starting today for the rest of your life from staying free from hookup culture so thanks for listening you guys it's always great spending time with you you can check out the show notes on purevictorypodcast.com share with your friends especially this one share with the single friends the people out there that might need to hear the message and uh, thanks for hanging out we'll chat next week Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.